LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Madeline flying solo today. Just want to give a big shout out to our last episode in case you missed it. It was our 200th episode with Derek and Scott celebrating the last three years of the podcast and 11 years of Geneva Push. But before our 200th episode, we were in the middle of a HR for Churches series, and we're finishing off today with our last episode. And so for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, difficult conversations between a church leader and staff member. And today we have Vicky Napier joining us. Hi, Vicky. Thanks for coming. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you. Great to have you. Uh, so, Vicky, you're a parish HR partner for the Sydney Anglican Diocese, and you also have a number of years' experience working uh, in HR for a large telecommunications company. And so, I think you have this great blend of HR experience in the secular world and now bringing it into the church space. Why do you love HR so much? Uh, because it's far from boring. So, <laughs> if anyone thinks it's boring, it's far from it. Look, I love HR because of all the reasons that you've just um, highlighted there, Maddie. Um, it is an opportunity to do things well, to show love to other people. Often, the people um, type issues uh, can be um, overburdensome and they don't need mm. to be. Uh, so, um, I love being able to um, just introduce HR practices that really help people to uh, function. Uh, better basically yeah I think that's great and a a great way to help strengthen the local church yeah so in your experience I'm sure you've had many and seen many difficult conversations uh, as we're going to get into today Uh, how do you what do you qualify as a difficult conversation and when it needs to be had so difficult conversations are those conversations where you need to tell someone something that they don't necessarily want to hear or listen to something that you don't want to hear. Um, So difficult conversations can work both ways. Uh, Sometimes you'll go into a conversation a little unprepared and, you know, create a difficult conversation on the fly. And that's particularly an art form, though. So um, hopefully not too many of you are are that skilled uh, in difficult conversations. Uh, But often as leaders, you will need to have difficult conversations to correct someone or direct them in a certain way. So even as Christians, we all have a mandate to correct and rebuke and and God provides us with a blueprint for how to do this, as well as a motivation for why we do this. And that's one one of love and concern for other people. Um, So having difficult conversations is part and parcel of being a leader. So if you don't find that you engage in difficult conversations often or at all, then I would encourage you to consider whether you are a conflict avoider. So when leading people, pastoring God's flock, uh, it's really impossible to avoid difficult conversations. And I'm sure you're all nodding your head as I speak these words right now. So, Yes, are you a conflict avoider? Mm, big question. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've helpfully unpacked that. And I guess the particular um, reason or extra motivation that we have as Christians when approaching difficult, uh, conversa- uh, yeah, difficult conversations so uh, what are the principles or the framework um, to think into when, <clears throat> when preparing for a difficult conversation? I think these are really logical uh, and common sense principles. Uh, so I may not be telling people what they don't already know, um, but uh, I think uh, there's probably 
four or five of them. The first one is go early. So to um, to coin um, Dan Edwards or um, Dan Andrews, I should say, um, Victorian Premier's um, catchphrase of go hard and go early for the mm. lockdowns, um, I would encourage you to go hard and go early um, in having these conversations. So don't ignore an issue or fail to address it uh, in the hope that it will go away. Uh, because let me tell you, they don't go away. They just get bigger and more difficult to manage. So that's the first thing. Don't avoid having those conversations. They're less difficult when you address them early. Mm. In that respect, you need to do a little bit of self-assessment as well. Uh, so with humility, consider if and how you may have contributed to the matter you now need to address with the other person. Uh, what, what responsibility uh, do you think you could take? If any, there may not be any, but, um, but at least you, you do that exercise of self-assessment. Mm. Uh, and of course, as you all um, in your roles probably already are, you need to be empathetic. Um, as I said earlier, understanding what's going on for that person is really important. And so being empathetic means listening actively and attentively. Mm. And then the other one that I just wanted to call out is for the benefit of the, um, the broader church, and that's lead by example. If your staff team or even your parishioners or congregation members want to know how to deal with uh, conflict or having difficult conversations, they'll look to you as a model of how to do this. So uh, don't avoid the conversations uh, and take the opportunity to de demonstrate the behaviours that Christ would expect of you as you speak firmly to a brother or a sister mm. uh, in that context. I think they're, they're key principles to, to start with. Yeah, no, that's great. So you've got some helpful things in there, not to avoid, not to assume and be open-minded, mm. uh, having a self-assessment approaching with humility and uh, responsibility and active listening and and especially as leaders uh, a great opportunity to really be modeling this to the congregation yeah, who will yep. very much have many difficult conversations <laughs> um, exactly so what are the most common dangers to be wary of when having a difficult conversation so having a difficult conversation when you're emotional or frustrated just yeah. don't go there. I mean, that's just a, um, a, a huge red flag. And it's going to make the conflict or the correction personal mm -hmm. uh, for the person you're speaking to. Yeah. If I think I need to have a difficult conversation, but I am quite uh, angry at the situation or the person, uh, do I wait a day? Is two days too long to wait? Does it need to be, you know? Great question. And, um, and it will depend on the context. Uh, I would recommend that uh, that it, it would need to be in close proximity, particularly if we're talking about a behaviour, for example, it would need to be in close proximity to the behaviour. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it may be that you, um, that you just put the person on notice that you need to talk to them about the behaviour at some point, but not now, because you know in yourself that, that you're too angry or too frustrated. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as close as possible to the incident uh, as is reasonable uh, for you to do to manage that. And if, it's, if there needs to be a bit of distance, then um, mustering up some, um, some empathy and kind of squashing down that frustration to say, look, yeah. um, I, you know, can we, uh, we need to get together maybe this afternoon or tomorrow just to talk about what, what I've just witnessed here. Um, we're not going to do it now, um, but let's do it, you know, tomorrow or this afternoon. So yeah. and try and go yeah. for a run in between. To blow up yeah, all yeah. Your <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Manage your own emotions first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. So not having the conversation 
uh, in uh, close proximity to the incident is a common danger. Mm. Um, uh, you know, aside from the frustration issue, uh, it, there's no point coming to me a week after I've um, yelled at a parishioner or a congregation member um, to uh, address me, address that behaviour with me, because that behaviour is in, like it's in the past, it's history. Mm. I've moved on. So many other things have happened since then that. Um, one, it says to me that it, it's not such a serious issue because you, you, it took you a week to talk to me about it. And two, um, you know, it, it's not, um, it's, well, it's not important. Mm. Um, so, um, yes, so don't, don't delay. Um, not preparing for the conversation uh, is important. You need to be able to deliver concrete messages. So particularly, I, I guess this is um, more around performance uh, but it applies to behaviour as well, particularly if there's a pattern of behaviour. So providing concrete messages rather than ambiguous fluff um, that, that would be no help to people. So if you want to mm -hmm. correct my behaviour, uh, give me an example of when I've behaved contrary to your advice. Or if it's a performance issue uh, and, and you want me to do better in a particular area, give me examples of when I haven't met your expectations um, and show me what success looks like um, so that I've got a clear picture of that. And then work with me to help me to improve in either uh, the, the behaviour or the, the performance. Yeah. Also not taking time to consider what, um, what you want to see as an outcome and whether that's realistic. So uh, if you're having that difficult conversation, you want to know, you want to go in having an outcome, having a plan. What's the point of raising this with you um, if I don't expect anything out of it, if I don't mm. expect improvement, is it just to get it off my chest and mm. vent uh, and then wash my hands? If that's the case, then don't have the conversation. Then it yeah, needs okay. to be a productive, helpful conversation. Um, and, and not ensuring that your discussion matches your intention. So we are, um, we as communicators, uh, the responsibility for us as we're having these difficult conversations is making sure that our conversation lands correctly with the person, mm. uh, that they don't misinterpret what we're saying. Um, so our conversations need to be tight um, and clear and, as I said earlier, concrete, um, but they need to match our intention, uh, whether that in intention is to, um, to correct or to rebuke or to... Uh, coach or whatever it is mm. uh, so the same applies for positive um, conversations as well about where people have done um, well in things as well so so having mm. having an understanding of what the intention of the um, of the conversation is is really important yeah there are quite a few different parts to this so do you mm. recommend people role play as they you know if this is very new to them uh, get some practice yeah definitely um, preparation is is so important Mm. Um, don't go into these conversations unprepared. Uh, even if you do need to address behaviours quickly, uh, you may do that in a preliminary way and then have a further conversation where you have had time to prepare uh, in more detail. But absolutely, um, work out what you want to achieve, work out how you want to deliver it, uh, work out what you want to see uh, in terms of improvement uh, mm. or, you know, humility or whatever it is that you're looking for. Uh, and yeah, role play it with someone who, um, you know, can be trusted and, and who's in, in your confidence. So maybe not role playing with um, somebody else on the staff team. That <laughs> yeah, may be a bit yeah. awkward, but, um, but just be, <laughs> just... yeah, be really uh, discerning with who you role play with.
Yeah, a bit of triangling there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you navigate the tension uh, that we have between, I guess, giving second chances, we want to be gracious and loving, mm-hmm. versus also stewarding resources well? There's sometimes it's appropriate to move people on. Um, mm. How do we balance those things? Yeah, uh, I've had questions like this and similar to this uh, since I've started in my role um, about 18 months ago now. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think we need to, at the start, have clear expectations uh, on, on what we uh, expect from the staff member mm. uh, in terms of their performance, in terms of their behaviour, uh, you know, even in terms of their doctrine and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, and we need to be clear and articulate about that at the outset. I would recommend that that all of us have a um, a, a monthly discussion uh, on on how people are tracking with with the expectations, uh, so that uh, there so that any problems are highlighted early, mm. uh, uh, celebrations are, are celebrated early. Yeah. Uh, you know, praising God for the work that He's doing through this person uh, is a really important um, message as well. Uh, but Highlighting any um, risks early on that can be uh, managed and navigated early on is really important. So now if you find that the person is not suited to the role, that, that, they, that there's just a misalignment in terms of the skills that God has blessed them with and the role uh, and, and that you do need somebody to fill the role rather than have a role fit the person, mm-hmm. um, which is sometimes a decision that, that churches make as well, which is totally appropriate. Uh, but it's the how we do that as Christians, I think, is really important. So we want to give our people time to develop in those skills uh, and resources to help them do that. Um, we want to, it, but if at the end of the day they're not suited to that role and, and they do need to move on, then how can we support them in that as well? How can we show that compassion and that grace to them? Uh, you know, do we extend their accommodation? Do we... Uh, help them with their networking, um, do we, a whole lot of things that we can mm. consider doing to show them love um, whilst being a good steward of the, um, of the ministry that God's given us to, um, to manage in that particular area. Yeah. They're not easy mm. though, Maddie, they're really <laughs> no. difficult things because we, you know, we love our brothers and sisters and, and you know, um, but, but sometimes leaders will be faced with that, um, that very difficult um, uh, prospect of having to performance manage somebody who just isn't able to do the job so yeah. and it's no yeah. can I just say it's no reflection on the person either poor performance is um is a skill um is a skill issue it's not a will issue uh, so I just want to call out to anyone listening who may be struggling with poor performance or mm. someone dealing with uh, or managing somebody who who is performing poorly this is all about a skill issue. Um, so please um, just reaffirm um, that, you know, their, their behaviour and their um, attitude under Christ and, um, and build them up in that as you manage their skill. I guess when we're hiring, we really want to try and, you know, get the round peg in the round hole, get a, a helpful fit so we can maybe avoid some of these conversations down the track. Yes. Um, yeah, but what you were saying was really underpinning all of that was, a love for the person and clarity the whole way yeah um yeah which if you're it's easier to uh not seek clarity when you're trying to avoid conflict and you don't want to hurt the other person but 
to be loving is to be clear throughout this whole process. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's even written in, um, in employment law, like um, mm. in the secular environment, if you're not transparent with the person that you're managing for poor performance and you end up needing to um, dismiss them for poor performance in the secular environment under Fair Work, for example, um, one of the things that, that Fair Work will look at is whether you were clear on what the, the consequences for continued poor performance could be. So, um, so mm. leaders in our churches, um, whilst they may find it difficult to say, you know, if you do not improve, then it could result in you no longer having your role, um, it feels harsh, mm. um, but it's actually a loving thing to do. Um, there's nothing worse than somebody walking into a meeting after a series of performance meetings um, over a few months and then finding that they no longer have a job. It comes yeah. as a surprise, as a shock. And that's where that ministry objectives document is really useful because you're talking about performance all the time. It's part of the culture. It's not a taboo subject. Um, people are used to it. I'd recommend leaders seeking feedback from your staff teams as well. Like let's let's share feedback in a loving, constructive way so that we don't, um, you know, we all know what's expected of us and um, and we're not too precious to, um, you know, we, we have that humility yeah. and that grace. We, we have that trust in relationships to know that um, the person talking to me about my performance loves me and wants to see me improve. Mm. Um, so, yeah, relationship is key. Yeah. And if you're approaching a difficult conversation that is around um, a character, not competency, uh, and in that kind of underperforming, do you approach it any differently or all the same principles apply? So the principles of love and compassion comply, okay, and, yeah. and, of course, and all those things that we've talked about. But I guess um, behaviour is is the, absolutely, if, if the behaviour isn't serious, um, but it, it shows a, a potential for it to escalate. Um, use your judgment, but do it, do it informally. Call them aside and just uh, coach them on what's expected of their behaviour. Mm. But document it. Can I ask you to document it? So you might just send them an email saying, listen, just for the child discussion uh, at lunchtime today about, you know, you yelling at um, the administrator. Uh, thanks for your understanding. Just to... Um, reaffirm what we talked about um I, I don't you know we need to love our administrator and, and not yell at her um mm. in future so um if you need any help with with doing that or you want to talk further about that please let me know that's a that's a document then I mean you could keep a file note if you wanted to but that's an email reminder um and a record of your discussion with the the person yeah so that if there's a pattern of behavior that ensues um, beyond the informal management, like if, he, if this person continues to yell at people, then you've got a history uh, of that behaviour. So you can see it's a pattern of behaviour, uh, which makes it much easier to formalise a, a process as well from a HR perspective. Yeah. Mm. What's yeah. the one thing you want to say about difficult conversations? I think we make them difficult. <laughs> I think some conversations uh, we, um, we make difficult just by... Uh, our avoidance or our, um, you know, our fear of having them uh, and forgetting that they, that they, they are actually a loving thing to do. Uh, also, um, I guess this is two things, um, not avoiding them. Um, I've heard a lot the distinction between secular work and ministry work. 
Um, but I think the HR principles apply in both contexts. So the, the need to manage performance, the need to manage poor behaviour, the need to provide coaching and development, the need to, um, you know, create a, a working environment that is, you know, that is conducive um, to, to our health, physical health, um, obviously spiritual health in the ministry context, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think there's much difference in the need to do it. I think the difference is in the delivery. We can be more loving, but loving isn't avoiding. So don't, don't avoid um, managing performance and don't avoid managing poor behaviour because you don't think it has a place in the ministry context because, I mean, the Bible shows that it does. Mm. Uh, and we're humans and, and we, um, we respond uh, to all these things as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Vicky, today. Uh, great to have you. And thanks for coming along to share your wisdom. Thanks so much, Maddie. I've really enjoyed it. That's great. So in the toolbox today, we have two things. Fierce Conversations, a book by Susan Scott. Uh, she teaches on tools, um, teaches you how to have fierce and honest conversations. I haven't read it, but I have it on good authority that it's a resource worth recommending. Uh, and secondly, we have Vicky Napier's private unpublished <laughs> notes just for our listeners. So don't share if they haven't listened. Uh, and these resources, these notes are on managing conflict. Well, I'm Madeleine Galea. Chat soon.